I roll with you, Neil, whatever. Whatever. No, not on this one, Michael. On this one, you're on your own. I figure this is the best thing to do. This is the best thing to do. I got plans. I'm going away after. So for me, the reward is maybe worth the stretch. But Elaine takes good care of you. You got plenty put away. You got T-bonds, real estate. If I were you, I would be smart. I would cut loose of this. <laughs> well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in. My day is 6 a.m. to noon, and I'm not crazy. You're crazy for thinking it takes 24 hours, just like some dude in a cave did 300 years ago. My second day starts at noon and goes till 6 p.m. That's day two. And then the next day is 6 p.m. to midnight. What I've done now is I have changed and manipulated time. 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 The action is the juice. It's Mike. It's Chuck. It's week 10, and it is your AFC slate of games. Um, action items is what we call this little deal, and thank you for writing with us this season on Action is the Juice. Um, we're going to go a little bit turbo, a little bit of fast here. Um, you probably won't even notice. Um, but uh, let's start with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, smothered another team uh, straight into dust in the first half. Um the bummer is whenever the Ravens start smothering a team, they start working in bench guys, <laughs> which gives you opportunities like Keaton Mitchell, um, but it limits the overall potential impact. You guessed right. We're going to kick their ass. We're going to have a great offensive day, but also like, okay, Mark Andrews didn't you know blow up or uh, Zay Flowers didn't necessarily blow up. Mark Andrews had a good game. Don't let me, uh, don't let me step on his toes at all, but uh, Keaton Mitchell gets some work in there. Uh, which is probably the headline of, of all waiver wires this week. Nine carries, 138 yards, one tutty, uh, one target, one reception. Um, yeah, he, he started getting work in the sec- middle of the second quarter, uh, ripped off a 40-yard run, a 60-yard run. Um, and I think the Ravens at least owe themselves the opportunity to see if they just found their own A-chain uh, in Keaton Mitchell. Uh, that's not to say Gus Edwards' job is up for debate or in the balance. Uh, I think he's been RB1 the last month, or at least the last three weeks. Uh, he's been RB1 overall in fantasy, so I know the Ravens don't check fantasy uh, points per game, but it's pretty good production from a dude that's pretty awesome and has been. Um, I'm not sure if they have to do the Keaton Mitchell thing immediately and like go out there and say 15 carries this week. I think it's one of those cards you put in your back pocket. This is obviously a playoff team, obviously a Super Bowl contender, obviously a team that can steamroll a lot of different units and have this year. Um, their defense has quietly become an avoid if you're playing against them, specifically your quarterback. They will they will fuck your day up. Um, and they got the Browns uh, this week, so that's an easy one. You probably already made other plans. Um, but yeah, do you see anything with the Ravens you want to touch on? Yeah, they're certainly uh, a wagon, and uh, this is what we were hoping for when they brought in a new offensive coordinator this year. Defense is trending back towards the historically elite defense that we know from them. Uh, You heard me talk about it a little bit in the waiver wire or uh, uh, fab guidance. 
message we send out. Uh, Keaton Mitchell obviously is leading everybody's waiver wire columns this week, but man, it is, uh, he makes me a little nervous because he cost to win. He was going to cost you a bunch and the usage still makes me pretty queasy. Um, I think the roles are still pretty set in stone. Gus Edwards, goal line, short down and distance, uh, will probably take the first snap. He did see uh, certainly some decreased usage this past week. I think a lot of that it was due to uh, the blowout nature of this game. Um, I think if you are spending a big uh, amount on Keaton Mitchell, you've got to be hoping for the talent that the dude clearly has um, outshining uh, his backfield mates, Uh, most principally probably Justice Hill. Maybe he takes over that role. Uh, or certainly could uh, his role could grow with a uh, an injury, but um, I don't think uh, I'm starting Keaton Mitchell this week if I uh, don't absolutely have to. And so somebody to stash for sure, but I don't think you can start him yet. I think Lamar Jackson owners are a little frustrated with Lamar Jackson at this point in the season as well, because whenever they blow a team out, he doesn't really, it's not impacted on his box score. So if you want to go out there and try and acquire Lamar Jackson, like I just did, in our uh, dynasty league of note, um, yeah, that's out there. That that owner is probably a little bit tired of watching the, that team score forty and him dropping thirteen fantasy points on you. And I don't know. I I love that dude. I my life is better whenever I have Lamar Jackson shares. So, um, all right, on to the uh, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, bad day for Stefan Diggs. Seven targets, six receptions, eighty six yards, and one touchdown. I say that with the while laughing, obviously. Um, but, uh, yeah, good fantasy day for him. Buffalo just kind of got outclassed in this one. Um, the Dalton Kincaid thing's really happening, man. Like, it's really happening. 11 targets, 3.8 uh, on his A dot. Um, second game without Dalton, Dawson Knox. <laughs> I'll call him Dalton Knox. Um, the Bills recorded just eight running back rush attempts, which just seems like an insane number that uh, a crazy person would be saying. But here we are. Um, James Cook, six carries, 20 yards, four targets, four receptions, 19 yards. Um, just not a very pretty day. And I, I don't know, we can have a, I, uh, a wake for James Cook, uh, some other week, um, maybe when the season's over uh, of things that could have been, um, but the, the blemishes on the Buffalo bills are absolutely starting to show. Um, do they counter, do they have a counter, um, I think Diggs getting seven to 10 targets and receptions each week and a touchdown just isn't having that impactful of an outcome on whether or not you win this game or not. And I think they absolutely have to have a second wide receiver receiving option. I shouldn't even say wide receiver that can stretch the field. Um, Otherwise this thing is what has been happening to them, which just looks kind of gross. Um, so maybe Gabe Davis gets cranked up a little bit. Maybe they decide James Cook is a good football player and I don't need to to nerf his production and overall value. I'm not sure, but I think I think they're probably looking long and hard in the mirror this week. So um, anything else to add on the Bills? So we rightfully um, skyrocketed Sam Laporta up the dynasty tight end ranks after his extremely strong start to the season, and I still think he belongs there. But the run of quality that we've seen from Dalton Kincaid over the past three weeks, each three weeks uh, has been a tight end one, uh, I think puts him in the same category. And I don't don't think he uh, ever really should have been all that further down. Uh, First round draft capital, 
getting tons of volume, is producing, is on pace for a record-breaking uh, rookie tight end season. Uh, we've got two of those now. So I think uh, when the Dynasty tight end ranks come out uh, later on, uh, where do you think you're going to have uh, Dalton Kincaid? Man, I think he has to be top three, top four. Um, I can look back and see where he is right now. He's not far off that um, overall, but he's, you know, it's been two weeks. Um, that doesn't make a career or a whole projection, proje- but this doesn't happen for rookie tight ends either. So he and Laporta are just shaking the thing up, um, taking what is traditionally the top three, top four, and just kind of like putting that on its head um, because you didn't expect a rookie to be knocking on the door um, this quickly. And just to add one more note to what I was talking about earlier, like their counter, what they think is their fix for their offense, it might be a bad thing. <laughs> like it might mean 12 Leonard Fournette carries the game and just completely fucks everybody. Uh, I'm not saying they're going to fix it and they're going to start dropping 45 burgers on the scoreboard. The only person that's been surviving what they've done this season is, is Josh Allen and Diggs, And hopefully they don't mess up that, that gravy train, but uh, I'm not saying it's going to be all positive um, for what they adjust to, um, you know, teams, coaches um, often tend to lean more into the problem with, with us, us is we're not physical enough. Like we need to ground this shit and, you know, pick up tough first downs and all that kind of shit. So I'm not saying it's gonna be positive. Um, the Bengals. Um, number one note for me was T Higgins without Jamar chase or with Jamar chase nursing a back injury, which he's making sound extremely dramatic. Um, like just saying like, I'm happy to be alive today after his back injury or whatever. Uh, nine targets, eight receptions, 110 yards should have had a touchdown, uh, as well for T Higgins. So, uh, he's alive. Uh, it's awake. Um, and, uh, hopefully Jamar is healthy enough to play and, and at least give you some kind of floor of what you expect from Jamar chase this week. But, uh, yeah, I mean those are the those are the guys. Burrow's been um, better than he was obviously in, earlier in the season, and those days feel like they're long ago uh, at this point, where he's a reliable um, starter. QB six last week, QB five the week before. Uh, if you go a month back, it was QB seven. So seven, thirteen, five, six last last month of the season uh, for Joe Burrow. Um, you're kind of waiting for one of those pop weeks um, where he gets north of you know twenty eight points and he gets into those thirties. Um, but, um, yeah, he's, he's cashing for you pretty nice. Any other thoughts on, uh, the Bengals? Yeah. Keep an eye on, um, practice reports for both, uh, T Higgins and Jamar chase tomorrow. Uh, T Higgins was limited yesterday, did not practice today with a hamstring, uh, Jamar chase, uh, trending similarly. Uh, He was definitely out today. Uh, no, he returned to individual drills today. Didn't practice yesterday. So, um, certainly trending positively for Jamar Chase. You might get a uh, rare usable week from Tyler Boyd, but uh, this week against the Texans uh, certainly could be a uh, fantasy uh, ripe uh, environment for production. On to the Cleveland Browns. Um, At this point in the season, the most notable thing about them is that there's two startable running backs out of this backfield. The pie is basically that big or the opportunity is um, because, you know, like we just talked about with Buffalo where they ran – eight attempts from the running backs. The Browns are doing 40 plus like almost every game. Um, Pierre strong is getting in the mix, but the two primaries for me are Jerome Ford, who has not been very efficient or looked very talented, uh, or specifically are especially talented. Um, 
with his opportunities. It's always just like a gross line. It's always like 20, 20, 44, uh, for this week, 20 attempts, 44 yards, but seven receptions or seven targets for five receptions was pretty cool. Um, and then cream hunt is getting a decent amount of work. So, um, if Deshaun Watson is starting, Amari Cooper is playable. If Deshaun Watson is not, Amari Cooper is not. Um, that's the only, uh, things that I think are actionable with the Browns. Um, but Jerome Ford is is the clear clear RB one, and you can start both of them if you really need to. Um, anything to, else to add on the Browns? Now nah, the defense is still in a void. I think Deshaun Watson uh, deserves to stay firmly planted to fantasy benches until he shows it for at least a week. Did look a little better last week, but uh, yeah, I uh, I don't trust I don't trust the predator. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Denver was on a buy, so not much to take, uh, from them besides the, uh, continued, uh, rallying cry for Javante Williams, potentially getting 20, 30 touches a game. Let's do that some more, mm-hmm. um, and, and flip this landscape on its head just to touch pretty please. If you don't mind Sean Payton, um, game of the week, as you mentioned on the NFC side was, uh, Bucks Texans, um, where, uh, Baker drove him down and, and dotted the end zone and took a lead. And then it was on CJ Stroud to have his super mo- Superman moment. And he delivered, um, incredible game for him. Uh, 470 yards, five touchdowns, uh, five QB one weeks thus far, uh, and QB eight overall in the season. Um, I think the main question you got to start asking yourself on CJ, CJ Stroud is how high are we willing to go in dynasty rankings on a guy that's done this for half a season on a team that, doesn't have great weapons. I don't think they're very, they're enviable. I think it's, they've done a really nice job. Nico, Tank Dell, Dalton Schultz. But I mean, what, what, what's crazy for CJ Stroud? Is it crazy to rank him above Trevor Lawrence? Certainly still in the same neighborhood. Um, you know, still two guys on rookie contracts, top flight, uh, prospects. Yeah. I think they're in the same tier. Um, 43 pass attempts, and Nico only got five targets, so you're kind of bummed about that as the Nico Collins owner, but he caught a touchdown, so um, we're okay. Uh, wide receiver 15 on the season for Nico Collins, so that's cashing nicely. Um, Noah Brown, blow-up game, you don't really worry about it. Um, Tank Dell is just awesome. Um, he's been quiet for a couple weeks, but uh, soaked him up this week. 11 targets, six receptions, 114 yards, two touchdowns. Um, yeah, you'd like to see it more consistently out of any of these guys, but it's almost like there's too many mouths to feed between Tank Dell, um, Nico Collins, and Dalton Schultz, and then Noah Brown just jumping in there messing everybody else up. Um, so if they could just hyper-focus the offense onto those three guys, I think you would have some really, really nice weeks um, out of the quarterback and out of those three skill players. Dalton Schultz has quietly been absolutely awesome over the last month, month and uh, congratulations if you stuck with him, if you drafted him and stuck with him at tight end. I know there was just a lot of feels like there's just a lot of doubt uh, baked into his his uh, his profile. So, anything else in the Texans? How quickly things change. The Texans were you couldn't. I mean, there was everybody who was just killing the Texans for um, trading back up to. I can't remember if they drafted Will Anderson first or C.J. Stroud first, but uh, in any case, they spent three first round picks to get those two guys and uh everyone was just killing them and man they look good now um four and four may not make the playoffs this year but they certainly do not seem to be in any sort of contention for um that pick that they sent to the cardinals being you know a top 
two, three, four, five type pick. Certainly things could change again. But um, the other lesson for me, and this is dynasty specific, is everyone started killing C.J. Stroud before the draft. Um, briefly, he was looked at as the uh, you know the one point one, and then. Um, he started to fall down draft boards and you saw, I think Anthony Richardson taken ahead of him. Um, him and Bryce young were kind of close, but, um, I think the lesson, if you're in a super flex dynasty league, don't get so sure on your evaluation of quarterbacks because the NFL is not very good at it and you're probably not going to be good at it either. So don't pick favorites. Just, just take them. No, because I ended up trading um, the pick that was uh, eventually CJ Stroud for uh, Travis Etienne. And in a super flex league, like, yeah, I guess that's fine because Etienne's having a great season this year. But uh, dynasty value wise, like that's going to you know be a loss on all calculators for me pretty soon. So um, don't pick favorites. Just just take them, put them on your bench. Even Will Levis, just put them on your bench. They're going to grow in value. You're going to get a pop sell window. And if you can use a CJ Stroud right now, plus a little bit to get up to like a Mahomes, I think you need to be doing that. Yeah, CJ Stroud's arrow could not be uh, be higher and straighter at this moment. And I mean, like you mentioned, week one next year, you'd probably be willing to give up like two Travis Etienne's for CJ Stroud mm-hmm. uh, in a super flex. So yeah, they have a they have a clear direction uh, in Houston, um, and yeah, they've got a really really uh, promising offense. Um, to the uh, Indianapolis Colts, it's your league's absolute worst nightmare. Jonathan Taylor returning to pre-bullshit role and effectiveness. Um, wasn't quite the the yards per carry you might like last week. 18 carries, 47 yards, but five targets, five receptions, 22 yards and a touchdown. Um, 76% snaps, 75% routes, six high-value touches. Um, yeah, he's, he's about to ruin your league. Um, and, uh, as someone that's leveraged on Jonathan Taylor in a couple different ways, like, uh, couldn't be happier. Um, he's probably going to be the story of the second half of this fantasy football season. And we'll forget all the nonsense that was happening, uh, preseason. Um, anything else to add on the Colts? Nah, easy top 10 running back rest of the season. I'm excited. Uh, Jacksonville was on by hopefully they take that time to figure out uh, what the hell is wrong with Calvin Ridley um, and how uh, Trevor Lawrence can throw touchdowns just in general across the board let's just figure out how to throw those touchdowns Trevor Um, because he just melts down in the red zone man it's insane Um, uh, Kansas City Chiefs obviously uh, went to Germany and played a football game and uh, I don't know what's happened here I I don't know why they're like this. I don't I don't know why the Chiefs are all of a sudden late career Brady Patriots where it's just like, I oh, made a bunch of winning plays, did what he needed to win, and I'm like, It's not what you are. <laughs> the fucking Chiefs, like go put forty five on somebody and make them like regret their whole lives. Don't just let your defense handle it and like a punt is a winning play. I don't this is so annoying, and maybe they ramp it up in a really, really hard way uh, the final eight weeks of the season. Um, but, man, they are so annoying right now. Across the board, like, all of it. Nobody is reliable on a week-to-week basis. Even Mahomes at this point. Even Kelsey at this point. I mean, the only thing I'm comfortable with the Chiefs right now, rest of season predicting, is that, like, Jarek McKinnon's going to have a nice role. I, I think that's, it's that time of year again. But man, it's 
it's bad. I mean, Tony and Sky Moore, I watched the beginning of that game because it was on at like 9 a.m. our time or whatever, and Tony and Sky Moore looked like they were about to get in the mix and do some shit that first drive, and then, I, I don't know, we got 17 guys getting targets, and like Justin Watson's out there catching touchdowns, and Noah Gray's out there getting looks. I'm just like, guys, what the fuck are y'all doing? Um, but yeah, that's where we're at with the Chiefs. Um, anything to add to Taylor Swift's favorite team? Yeah, the, I think the BS is going to continue until the league punishes them for it. They, uh, they <laughs> yeah. got away with trading away Tyree Kill and replacing him with nothing. And uh, they're going to get away with having a, kind of a boring-ish offense because uh, they have a great defense. And I think the fantasy action item is they're on bye this week. Their defense is going to hit the waiver wire. We picked them up in a main event league. They've got some great matchups over the second half of the season. If you have the bench space, uh, they are somebody to pick up. And I would, you know, pick them up Sunday or Monday if your league allows you to drop a bench player and, uh, you know, stash them because they are one of the fantasy defenses that matter. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers, uh, they got up early um, on the Jets via a special teams touchdown and just sat on the football and just held it. Just held it a little bit out of the Jets' reach for like two hours there, and it was a really gross, stupid, ugly game uh, after that point. Um, yeah, they just didn't believe the Jets could score 14 um, and uh, didn't really run the ball well uh, with the lead, uh, didn't really throw the ball well, um, didn't do anything well after that first quarter. Um, just got a nice 14-point lead, and that was just insurmountable for the New York Jets and the Zach Wilson offense. Uh, Keenan Allen saves a decent day. Uh, nine targets, eight receptions, 77 yards. Um, I don't know what's going on with Eckler. He's clearly like not right. Um, they can't gain any yards on the ground. And I think he dropped like three or four balls that were pretty easy, like five plus yard gainers. Um, that would change his box score uh, significantly. Um, I did see um, QJ had actually a, he had an impact. It wasn't, I wouldn't say it's high, um, but I think it was three targets, two receptions. For some reason, Sauce Gardner was chasing him around a lot. Um, so a little bit limited um, opportunity there for, for Quentin Johnston. But yeah, Chargers, man, they just, I don't know. They're clearly teams that they're better than and that they can dominate either in the trenches or with their defense or let Bosa get back there and rip someone's head off. But I have such little confidence in their offense being able to push scores, chase anybody, do dictate the game in any real way um, because they just can't run the ball or refuse to. And then if it's not check downs to Eckler, nothing has been super consistent. Keenan's been fine, but I wouldn't say you're overjoyed with your, your Keenan Allen ownership at this point outside of that one blow up game. So it's tough, man. Um, you don't have a choice but to start these guys. And, you know, we have Herbert in a uh, a very important league. So hopefully they get it right and something starts meshing. But the Palmer injury also hurts pretty, pretty bad. I don't love that at all. So um, any thoughts on the Chargers? Yeah, there's certainly hope uh, for increased production over the next couple of weeks. Schedule is really favorable. Starting uh, this week against the, uh, the Lions, uh, over under there is only 48, but um, two high-power offenses. You could certainly see that game going for the over, and if it does, then that production is going to be moving through uh, what's an increasingly concentrated offense. Uh, it's, it's Herbert, it's Eckler, it's Keenan, 
hopefully, hopefully Quentin Johnson becomes a thing, but, uh, otherwise they, uh, just keep losing guys to injury. So, uh, I'm hopeful I'm, uh, holding, uh, holding the candle out there for him, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a weird season for the chargers, which it always seems like a weird season for the chargers. <laughs> yeah, it always is. Uh, uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Um, hopefully you bought in on Josh Jacobs when we told you to. Uh, 26 carries, 98 yards, two touchdowns. Um, very Im- impressive um, workload there um, against the Giants team that is just like trying to trying to die. Um, Aiden O'Connell looked good enough um, as, as the uh, signal caller uh, in Jimmy G's absence. If he's gone for an extended mer- uh, period of time, then have some confidence that they can just be like an average uh, or, you know, um, lower third offense as opposed to just flatlining. Um, they didn't really have to push um, very hard on the Giants for them to collapse. So uh, the the Devontae Adams slow day was kind of a, a perfect storm of just putting two dudes on him like he was Megatron for a lot of the game um, and then them not needing to push the ball vertically to challenge in any kind of way against the Giants who – um, we're tapping out after the the Daniel jo- Daniel Jones ACL. So, um, yeah, I acquired Devontae Adams this week um, in a league in a dynasty league. Um, so that might be my action item here is just ask. Uh, he's way too good. Um, track record, longevity, all of it, way too good. Doesn't isn't really quarterback dependent. Um, never has been, um, and always finds his way out of this kind of stuff. Um, He's he's very smart, very very adjustment based wide receiver. So I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't think that because the way it's been is the way it's going to go for for uh, for Tay Adams. So um, anything else in the Raiders? No, no, it's kind of the same stuff we've been saying for a while. The workloads for both Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams, though they were not bearing short term fruit, were eventually going to. Uh, to do that. And you saw it hit with Josh Jacobs. It's coming for Devontae Adams. I still think he's a wide receiver one the rest of the season, but you know, probably going to be a lower end one instead of the higher end one. Uh, under the Miami Dolphins, the Chiefs can't just ruin their own box scores. They have to ruin, ruin other people's as well, which is extremely selfish. Um, so I think the entire game plan was to take away Tyreek's ex- explosive opportunities, um, which is fine. Go do that. I'll just hit Waddle for like 15 targets and watch him go to work. Well, Waddle got rolled up on pretty early on a, uh, on a blocking and a blocking situation and just wasn't quite right. He's had back issues as well. Um, so leg issue, back issue, couldn't really use Waddle to the extent. And I think that was going to be their counter to what they were doing to Tyreek and it just never really materialized. So the chiefs ruined their day. Um, luckily you still got some production out of most 12 carries, 85 yards, a touchdown, uh, no receptions there. Um, also had no high value touch, high value touches for Mostert. Um, Ahmed and Jeff Wilson got those, which is very disappointing. Um, but the Miami backfield feels incredibly fragile at this point with the return of, uh, a chain, I think in week 12 is the target for him. Um, and just collectively, they're all kind of like not performing the same way. So you have threat for opportunity and not performing quite the same way. And, we're uh we're i think we're in the panic room with Raheem Mostert right now um but ride it while you got it yeah still a good bet for a touchdown uh still going to be very efficient with his touches but uh, the return of Devin Achan or Achan rather is uh certainly um does not augur well for any of the other um backfield mates you're seeing some takes circulate around this week in the fantasy football space about uh the Dolphins end of season schedule and it's certainly tough um 
I'm not sure that I'm ready to recommend selling any of these guys. I still think Tyreek Hill is probably the wide receiver one rest of the season. But, uh, yeah, they uh, certainly have a tougher schedule going forward. But I think this is an offense you just hold tight with. On to the New England Patriots, and this one can be pretty quick. Um, Ramondre's actually been okay over the last four weeks. Um, just a dog shit start to the season has turned into an RB7 a week, an RB15, RB37 gross, uh, an RB2 um, this week. Uh, it's basically because he's getting targeted out of the backfield like he was last year. The problem is the rushing production is just not there. So the the launching pad or the, the base of which Ramondre has is pretty much not there, um, and you're just banking on hopefully five-plus targets a week. Um, the rest of the Patriots' offense is just unusable uh, at this moment in time. Uh, they don't, they can't do anything, um, and it sucks. Um, I was hoping they were going to get it, at least get right uh, this season and give you some average offensive days, and they they can't hold up their end of the bargain at all. And they've somehow ruined Ramondre as well. So, uh, go to hell, Patriots. Anything to add there? Yeah, Demario Douglas continues to be usable if you need to. I think uh, as the season moves on and fewer and fewer teams are on by, he'll go back to the bench. But uh, yeah, look, uh, really excited for uh, the New England quarterback to be uh, Kirk Cousins next year. <laughs> yeah. D- doesn't that feel like a match? Wouldn't surprise me. I if I had to put if I could put some coin on Mike Vrabel head coach, Kirk Cousins quarterback, I think I they might pay. They might have some nice returns. You could pay the mortgage off that parlay. Yeah. Um, New York Jets, um, yeah, as I said, uh, it's just completely ineffective day from Zach Wilson trying to get back in this game after after getting down pretty heavy. Um, Garrett Wilson has 12 targets and four of his last five games, uh, 13 targets, seven receptions, 80 yards this week. Inefficient, but productive. Um, Brees Hall, uh, man, he could have had a huge day. <laughs> uh, I feel like every time he would rip a 20-yard runoff, he was called back for just an illegal formation or some shit. Um, so he finishes with 16 carries, 50 yards, four targets, four receptions, uh, 10 yards. Um, but that was the sign that was, that was the fin coming out of the water. That was, that was a get out, get out get off the beach. Cause this man's about to go insane. He looked so good, man. Um, just hitting the O button on people repeatedly in the open field, making them look silly. He's, he's about to kill it. Um, Anything else to add on the Jets? Nah, it's 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 Brees, it's Garrett Wilson, and then there's nothing else interesting here. <clears throat> on to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Kenny Pickett did not miss any time, uh, played, um, and uh, has brought Deontay Johnson back to life. Um, nine targets, seven receptions, 90 yards, one touchdown. First touchdown since the 2021 season. Um, yeah, he's just a consistent 30% target share guy with, uh, with Kenny Pickett. Um, and he had a catch of 32 yards and a catch of 19 yards, which is a little bit different for him. So they're using him in different ways. Um, but seeing some kind of evolution out of Deontay Johnson, who I also acquired this week um, in the league in which I'd flipped over about half my roster, um, seemed like a pretty good bet uh, to bet on Deontay Johnson now, next year, probably the next year. And then after that, we'll see um, where he goes. But uh, George Pickens is doing the really cool thing of unfollowing his team on on social media after he did not toe drag an obvious touchdown. Um, that was, yeah, he, he had a catch. It was, it was difficult to not score a touchdown on that catch and he made it happen. Um, and, uh, so that was pretty impressive. And I think we've reached, 
we've reached a event horizon status with the Steelers backfield in which both of them are usable somehow right now, which is just absolutely insane. Uh, Jalen Warren, 11 carries, 88 yards, three targets, three receptions, 25 yards. That's a good day. Oh, by the way, Najee was fine, I think. Uh, 16 carries, 69 yards, a touchdown, four targets, two receptions, seven yards. Like Both those guys are extremely usable for an offense that I don't think the offensive line is great and they don't generate a giant pie out of the backfield. But, I mean, good for them. Good for people that held on to Najee, that had some faith in Jalen Warren. You're getting rewarded at this point. Um, but, yeah, Deontay Johnson is is go acquire. That's my action item uh, for you. It might be too late uh, after he already got kind of soaked in targets and, and a touchdown. But uh, anything to add for the Steelers? No, good to see Deontay Johnson back. He's a 26% target share or more in every game since uh, returning from injury. He's been kind of a wide receiver one, two, and PPR finishes. Um, to your point, probably too late to acquire him. Had to drop him in one league. Really hated to do that, but uh, – yeah, short bench league suck, man. Yeah, it's tough, man. Very, very tough. Um, Tennessee Titans, our last team here. Will Levis um, didn't look quite as good as he did in week eight, but a way different matchup um, and way different scenario for him. Um, so I still have, I still, I still feel pretty good about Will Levis. Uh, rest, rest of season, rest of season. Um, Nuke had a million air yards, but only caught four of eleven targets. Um, Derrick Henry gave you what Derrick Henry will probably do. Uh, most weeks uh, this year, 17 carries, 75 yards, a tutty, three targets, three wrecks, 27 yards. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of the staple Derrick Henry game. And then Tajay got more involved um, than he has in the past. Five carries, 18 yards, six targets, four receptions, which is something you like to see as a as a, uh, a Tajay Spears owner moving forward. Um, yeah, he had a uh, his overall yardage on those on those targets was absolutely capped because he had a negative eight yard loss on one of his catches but yeah that was a Thursday night game we were watching last week I think when we were recording this we were kind of giving you live updates of Levis looks good compared to what's happening and what has been happening um but yeah it's a pretty soft landing spot a nice nice launching pad if he can just do anything for a Titans offense that that desperately desperately needs a quarterback that has any kind of dynamic ability to it um anything to add for the Titans yeah, he was named the rest of season starter, which really kind of resuscitates a lot of your DeAndre Hopkins, your uh, big dog Derrick Henrys. Maybe, maybe we can make Traylon Burks a thing if we pray hard enough and hold hands. But uh, yeah, it's it's good. It's good to see. Um, you know, it's another uh, offense taking a step forward rather than a step back. So that's what we want to be doing this time of year. I'm going to put some prayers on it. That's for sure. Um, all right. That's your AFC slate of games for week 10. Thank you for listening to Action is the Juice um, and follow those action items. We will uh, check in with you perhaps later this week or maybe uh, early next week. I'll try and get to the uh, the Dynasty uh, rankings updates as soon as possible because I feel like it's a good time in the season to, to check in on those. But thank you for listening and uh, hope you have a great week. Hope you're uh, you're looking at the playoff spot at this point in this season and trying to close in on that. So thank you so much, guys. Have a good one.